Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I'm Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com. And I'm Scott Chasen. This is a replay of WIBW show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com, and the man across the studio is Scott Chasen. Fitz, let yeah. me stop you right uh, there. I don't uh, normally interrupt. I just want to say I am not going to be the next head coach at LSU. Well, uh, where are you going? You're I, going somewhere. I, I know no, how this works. I, just not LSU. That's I'm, all I'm saying. I, I know how this works. If you missed out, Lincoln Riley is not going to the SEC with Oklahoma, he's going to USC. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a while. You can interact with us on social media at facebook.com slash the drive show on Twitter at the drive 13. And of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of the drive, you can listen to an audio only version that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at gopowercat.com. I add little singing mm-hmm. and a little uh, some impersonations to it. It's wonderful. Little holiday spirit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, but we're going to start things off with our two-minute drill, and that is sponsored by Vanderbilt. You know that. That's why you where you buy buy your work boots because it's your work boot center. Yeah. Scott, talk. <laughs> Fun fact: Vanderbilt uh, Vanderbilt actually pays Fitz not to sing during this segment. So, uh, Fitz K State lost its final regular season game at Texas at the Wildcats lose to the struggling Longhorns and, and how does this impact the Wildcats bowl outlook I have no idea how they lost it I really literally Scott Jason I watched this game and I'm like Texas has lost six games in a row how do they look better prepared and wanting to win more than Kansas State uh, you can go through the highlights you can find the reasons the X's and O's but this loss more than any in recent memory just lies at the feet of the coaching staff who didn't have their team ready and came up with a really dreadful offensive game plan that just didn't work. And it wasn't the fact that it didn't work that was the problem. It was the fact that they stuck with it and kept running the ball into the heart of the Texas defense throughout this game. Trying to run Deuce Vaughn out of the Wildcat is as predictable as me not having hair. It was just unbelievable how poorly prepared this team was and how they had opportunities to win this game at Texas, and they just couldn't do it. The Cats finished the season 7-5 after that 22-17 loss. They are 4-5 in the Big 12 at season's end, regular season's end, but they will be going to a bowl game. And Scott, what's really weird is this is a bad loss, but it doesn't really affect Kansas State's bowl outlook. The only thing that really impacts K-State's bowl outlook is how many teams from the Big 12 get into the New Year's Six slash playoffs. If they get two in, well, there's three teams that are clearly better, and the third team that doesn't get in will go to the Alamo Bowl, and that leaves Iowa State and Kansas State for the next two bowl games, potentially, likely those two bowl games, 
And Iowa State was recently at the bowl in Orlando, which is now the Cheez-It Bowl. It used to be the Camping World Bowl because of, you know, bowl tradition. They change their name a lot. And the other bowl would be the Texas Bowl. Iowa State's never been to the Texas Bowl. Kansas State's never been to the Orlando Bowl, whatever they have it called this week. So I can see Kansas State still going to Orlando to play an ACC team. I can see Iowa State going to Texas to play an SEC team. If not that, they will be reversed. There's only two other teams in the conference that are bowl eligible. They both are six and six in Tech and, and West Virginia, and they will fill the lesser bowls. Kansas State is going to go to a good bowl, even though they ended the season with two losses. Yeah, a, a disappointing end. I still think overall a lot of positives, the program moving in the right direction. Yeah. And also I would say I think this is my third year doing this with you, and this is the third year I haven't had to figure out how the bowl system works. So I'm grateful yeah. for that. Yeah, well, they're getting there, Scott. <laughs> Kansas finished off a 2-10 and 10 season with a 34-28 loss to West Virginia. They played well again. Mm-hmm. How much progress did the Jayhawks show this year, particularly there in the end? Yeah, the last five or six weeks, I mean, you start with that Oklahoma <laughs> game that uh, Oklahoma had to convert a couple of fourth downs just to win that game. Kansas obviously beats Texas, loses to TCU on a last-second field goal, and then this game, which West Virginia had everything yeah. to play for. Bowl eligibility was in front of West Virginia, and I thought that might fire up the Mountaineers, but instead, Kansas was a team that really from the jump, uh, I I wouldn't say controlled the game, but certainly asserted its will that started with early possessions. Now Kansas was aggressive, had the failed fourth down that you just saw early. They kicked a field goal. Uh, That probably wasn't great. They went for it on another opportunity. So they kind of mixed it up with their aggressiveness. But look, this was a Kansas team that discovered an identity and grew throughout the season. And the identity was a little bit different than maybe with some past teams. You know, David Beatty had the air raid and Les Miles wanted to line up and be that smash mouth kind of team that was just going to dominate you with better talent or whatever that I think might be hard to impose at Kansas. What Kansas kind of discovered is, you know, just being a well-coached, a disciplined team that ranked among the top five in the country going into the last week and being the least penalized uh, teams in the nation. And Kansas figured out a way to to work in some new pieces and use some guys. Jared Casey, again, was awesome. Jalen Daniels had his struggles. He had a couple of red zone turnovers in a game that ended up being a six-point game, although Kansas got a pick six from Gavin Potter, a late touchdown, so maybe it wasn't quite as close as the final score looked. But Kansas found a way to hang around and, and make this competitive and make this a game. I give credit to Lance Leipold. He clearly has gotten buy-in from this roster, and he clearly has gotten them to want to learn and kind of understand what he wants them to do. When things weren't working early in the year, it would not have been a shock if certain guys tuned out the message. In fact, that kind of happened with Velton Gardner, who decided to enter the transfer portal and leave. The guys who stayed on the roster, they listened, they learned, they grew fits. This was a much better team at the end of the year than it was at the beginning of the year. Really impressive. In the current state of college athletics, with the transfer portal wide open Mm -hmm. for guys to just jump into whenever, it's hard to get players to buy in, particularly when you're going through a season like that. Tip of the hat to Coach mm-hmm. Leipold. That was really impressive. Yeah, they actually have some expectations, too, for next year. We'll see if they can actually win a few games. Well, fits the Big 12 title game is set. Oklahoma State will face Baylor to determine the league champion. Here's the question. Does a win get the Cowboys into the playoff? I think so, but are either one of those schools going to the SEC? I thought that's what this conference <laughs> is about. I <clears throat> Look... That's a great win. That was a great game. Bedlam mm-hmm. was bedlam. It was incredible. Uh, just mistakes and big plays and special team screw-ups. It was just all over the place. But Oklahoma State found a way to win. And what that meant 
Oklahoma losing meant that Baylor got in. Two teams that are going to stick around for this conference are going to be in the Big 12 championship. And I would imagine a 12 and one Oklahoma State team with the type of wins they've had. Uh, they've already got wins over Baylor and Oklahoma, which are high in the playoff rankings. Um, and then they'd have another win over Baylor. So I don't know how you can hold them out. You certainly cannot exclude Oklahoma State if Alabama loses the SEC title. You can't put in a two-loss non-conference champion ahead of a one-loss conference champion, particularly a team with good wins. So I think Oklahoma State should be in with a win. The Big 12 will get two teams into the New Year's Six slash playoffs, and that will improve everyone in the bowl picture. But not only is Oklahoma not going to the Big 12 championship, Neither is Lincoln Riley going anywhere with Oklahoma. He's, he's now off to USC. Scott, this was a huge, shocking development. This was so well played by Lincoln Riley and his agent. Everyone thought he was going to LSU. That's how we started the show. It's, someone asked him after the game, you going to LSU? No, I'm not going to LSU. Because you didn't ask if I'm going to USC. <laughs> well, Fitz, it was brilliant because he interrupted the question to make sure to say he wasn't going to LSU. He wanted to shut Beautiful. it down. But look, you know, we talked about this beforehand. I think Oklahoma in the Big 12 is a better job than USC. But I think USC is a really good job. And I think USC is a better job than Oklahoma in the SEC. And the reason why I say that, in the Big 12, you can be dominant. You can be Oklahoma and win all these championships in a row. You can't really do that in the SEC, but conversely, you get USC rolling. It might be a little bit uh, more of a pressure cooker. You might have some higher expectations eventually, maybe not at first, but you get that thing rolling. You can do the same thing you did in the Big 12. I think this is a good move for Lincoln Riley, and I don't know if OU anticipated this when OU originally made that decision to depart. Well, we've learned over the past, I don't know how many years, there's only one job in the SEC with job security, and that's in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <laughs> and everyone else seems to get rolled through over and over and over. Lincoln Riley makes a smart career move by getting out of that. Oh, boy, Oklahoma, what have you gotten into? Plus, let's point this out. Uh, the college rankings, the football playoff rankings, come out later this week. But of the college rankings right now, the new Big 12 has mm -hmm. four teams in the top 12 at regular season's end, including BYU and Cincinnati. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Now, a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. Well, on topic, last week's question was, who would you take if Oklahoma played Cincinnati on a neutral field? And it looks like the viewers and listeners are very much team new Big 12 over team old Big 12. That's 95% of people who would take Cincinnati over the Oklahoma Sooners. I would probably agree. I wouldn't expect it to be that lopsided, but 95% to Cincinnati. Oh, my. <laughs> I never saw that coming. Here's this week's question. Will Oklahoma State make the college football playoff? You just heard what I thought. Mm -hmm. uh, if they win the Big 12 title, yes, no, your answers. It's pretty easy. Even Scott or I could figure mm -hmm. out our votes. Vote on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. Interesting storyline here. If Oklahoma State makes it, that may mean Cincinnati doesn't, but we'll, Crazy. we'll see how it all works we'll out. See. Well, that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill, but we will be right back with more on KU and K-State on the Drive. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. 
No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to The Drive as we continue our weekly two-minute drill. The two-minute drill sponsored by Vanderbilt to your work boot center. Well, Fitz, K-State basketball lost two games to top 15 teams in last week's Hall of Fame Classic before returning to action Sunday and winning 84-42 against North Dakota. How are the basketball cats looking this year? I think it's pronounced North Dakota. <laughs> Anyhow, they they look about like what I thought they would be. They're improved, but is it good enough? They, both those games they played in Kansas City at the Hall of Fame Classic at T-Mobile Center were decided by the score of 72-64. I believe that was the score. Uh, which is really strange to have two losses by identical scores, but they were much different games. They played Arkansas the first night, and Arkansas just kind of pulled away and then just kind of let K-State back in because Arkansas is you know, one of those run-and-gun type teams that will, will lose sight of things. K-State got back in it on the scoreboard, but never really competed. The next game uh, against an Illinois team that had been upset by Cincinnati. Hey, there's a theme going on in this show uh, in the first round. Um, ended up playing in the, what, losers game, I guess you could say, against Kansas State. And it was a really good game as Illinois is kind of struggling right now to find their identity and they're kind of running out of point guards to run the show. In fact, their only healthy one got hurt against K-State. Again, 72-64, but K-State looked much better in that game. They looked much more confident and comfortable offensively. And that came over into Sunday's game against North Dakota. Yes, it's a lesser opponent, but it's one that has been scoring some points and doing some nice things during the course of the season. And K-State shot the ball well and played defense very soundly, even though they played without a couple guys that have been giving them good minutes. Um, and and Salt Miguel and and uh, Davion Bradford. So uh, they were shorthanded, but they played well. They go to Wichita State on next Sunday. I'll be down there. Marlia will be sitting in for me here. It's going to be a very interesting benchmark type of game. This is a game that I really have wanted for a very long time. It's silly to play a bunch of out-of-state teams in your non-conference when there's a really competitive program in Wichita that fans want to see you measured against. They will finally get that series started next week and it's going to be really good. Scott, I don't think this is a great K-State team, but it's an improved K-State team. And the question becomes, how improved? Well, I'll sit here right now and is at five games into the season or whatever it is, I'll say this, K-State's better, but Iowa State, who finished below K-State last year in the Big 12, mm-hmm. is dramatically better. So K-State's got a lot of work ahead of it if it wants to compete for a middle of the Big 12 finish. Yeah, well, similar to the climb that KU football is trying to make, all the teams in the Big 12 are good, and yeah. that's you know that usually ends up being a problem. Good news is in basketball, you can usually make that dramatic improvement quicker than yep. in football. A lot, lot quicker. Scott, mm-hmm. KU basketball went two and one at the ESPN Events Invitational in Orlando. Mm-hmm. What did you learn about the Jayhawks this weekend? Well, a lot. You know, we'll start with the loss quickly, just because, quite frankly, I, I didn't find it 
all that interesting. I don't know if that's bad to say. Kansas shot nine of 20 at the free throw line and hmm. lost by one on a crazy buzzer beater that you're about to see off an offensive rebound after a charge call. Kansas shot 20% from three in that game. If you told me Kansas will have another game this year where they shoot 40% on free throws and 20% on threes, yes, I would guess they lose. Uh, my guess is they will not have another game with those percentages for not just this year, but maybe the next 10 years. That kind of some freakish stuff happened, but there were a few problems. Kansas got up big in that game. Then I think defense became a little bit of an issue. They took their foot off the pedal, and they have guys working in, like Jalen Wilson, who missed a few games from suspension. He didn't play all that well. David McCormick, a little bit rusty, still figuring it out. He was injured in this offseason. And you've got a lot of moving parts. You know, Dewan Harris is in a new role. Remy Martin has joined this team. So I think maybe you could put up just some some very, you know, uh, not silent, but uh, slight alarm bells. But I didn't see anything major that would have concerned me in that game. Now, fast forward to today's game because Kansas beat Iona, dominated that game, led by 20-plus. And yet after the game, Bill Self had an uh, abnormally long talk with his team and then came on his post-game radio interview with Brian Haney, Greg Gurley, uh, and kind of ripped the team's effort and defense. He said the team has the potential or might be one of the worst defensively that he's ever coached. Uh, then he called the team selfish for playing in a way that didn't allow them to get the bench guys, the walk-ons in at the end of the game. Look, if you're a Kansas fan, you've heard this before. I can go back to 2017-18, a Final Four KU team where Bill Self called it his worst defensive team. I can go back to 2016-17, exactly one year before that team, where Bill Self called it his worst defensive team, and that team was on the doorstep of a Final Four and uh, close to being the number one overall seed, an excellent team too. So that's, that's Bill Self, but he is trying to send a message because this team isn't great defensively. It has pieces that can be a lot better but it has been a struggle on that end. Look, this is still a very good Kansas team, and when they don't shoot 40% from the free throw line, they're going to beat just about everyone they play except for, you know, the rare hiccups against the elite teams. This is an excellent Kansas team, but Bill Self wants the buy-in now on the defensive end, so it isn't an issue later in the year, and there will be Big 12 teams that can score on Kansas. So I think that's the concern area for Bill Self at the moment. We'll see how the team reacts because uh, despite what he says, I don't think they are awful defensively, just kind of a work in progress. I love how he takes advantage <laughs> of these losses to call every team he's ever coached the worst defensive <laughs> team he's ever coached. I, I just love it. It's like clockwork fits. It's how you know the calendar is changing from November to December. Bill Self called out his team on defense. I, I think he loves those losses. Mm -hmm. Then he can climb into them and just say how bad they are. Mm -hmm. Now we step out of bounds, and out of bounds is brought to you by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. Scott, take it away. Well, Fitz, Thanksgiving was this week, so yeah. let's stay on theme. What's one thing K-State fans should be thankful for as the calendar changes to December, and then I'll give one for Kansas as well. Well, it's kind of hard to find things at Kansas mm -hmm. State right now, but the, the football program did recover from that 3-3 three and three start. It was disappointing they lost to Baylor, a really good team. Really, really disappointing they lost to Texas, but the program seems to be in good hands. And I don't know if this is going to be uh, something to be thankful about, but right now all the problems facing K-State football in the future are correctable. If Chris Kleiman wants to dig in and make some big changes, we will see. I don't know. Yeah. Well, for KU fans, for one, football team seems to be trending in yeah. the right direction. But with basketball, I would say exactly what we just talked about. 
Bill Self has all the pieces to have a Final Four team, and he knows he has all the pieces to have a Final Four team. That's why he's coaching the way he is. That's why he's being aggressive, certainly at least through media, with getting his points out about certain areas, wanting more from guys like Remy Martin on the defensive end, more from David McCormick. He's got a lot of pieces. I don't think KU will run out of them, so it should be a very fun year for the basketball team, even despite the early hiccup. K-State has no pieces for a Final Four team. That's just not right. Now let's hear from our fans. Our fan questions sponsored by Metalark over in Manhattan, supporting people in living their best lives. Our fan question this week is, Scott, call your shot. Who starts at quarterback for Kansas next year? It's not going to be me, Scott. Corey and Lawrence with that question. Well, uh, look, I, I think it's funny. You almost have a what, Todd Reeson, Kerry Meyer scenario where one guy is the quarterback and then may end up having to switch positions to get on the field. Look, I think the odds-on favorite has to be Jalen Daniels, and I think both he and Jason Bean will go through a legitimate competition with the chance to win it next year. I'm more interested to see if Kansas chooses to bring in a transfer or chooses not to. There were some murmurs early in the year that Kansas was not going to bring in a transfer because they believe Jason Bean was the guy. Now they may not bring in a transfer because they don't want to mess up the situation when they appear to have a pretty good returning starter in Jalen Daniels, a pretty solid Big 12 backup in Jason Bean, and also a couple of freshman quarterbacks who both redshirted this year who they don't want to scare off of this roster. So I would expect it to be one of the guys already there and... I have to think Jalen Daniels is going to be the guy moving forward. Hey, he motivates the whole team. It's mm-hmm. been remarkable what he was able to accomplish. Really good kid. Well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. And when we return, we will look at our predictions here on The Drive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back as we head down the home stretch of this week's show. Now it's time to take a look at our predictions. Remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. Here are last week's results. The viewers went ten, two and one. I went one and two, and Scott went two and one. Um, I'm, I'm ashamed of my performance, mm-hmm. and I apologize to all who are betting their mortgage on my picks. <laughs> and now uh, this week's picks start with Oklahoma State minus five and a half versus Baylor in the Big 12 title game. I think Oklahoma State wins. I like Baylor a lot, but I think this is O-State's year. Scott? I will actually switch it up. I know we talked beforehand. I'm going to take Baylor on this one. i got a weird feeling about a really close game that comes down to It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a defensive game. So Mm -hmm. weird to say. Well, next is Kansas. We're talking basketball now. We've set this line ourselves. Minus 9.5 at St. John's. This will be in New York. Fitz, who you got? I will take St. John's. I guess I'm taking St. John's. This will be weird. Kansas is on this like long extended road trip and I guess never coming back to Kansas, but I will take Kansas. Ten points on the road is tough, though. I'm, I'm in football mode. I <laughs> don't know a thing about St. John's. Our last game of the week is K-State plus five and a half at Wichita State. Can the Shockers beat the Cats by six or more? No. No, I say, Scott. I'll take Wichita State, but I don't know enough about either of these teams yeah, just because it's, it's so early it's in the so year. Early. Make mm-hmm. your predictions on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. Now it's time for our On the Clock segment. On the Clock is sponsored by Carpet One by Local for a Strong Local Community. Scott Chasen. 
Well, look, coming off of this invitational, I keep wanting to call it Maui, but no, it's the ESPN Events Classic in Orlando. Name just rolls off the tongue. You can guess what channel all the games were on. Uh, look, there are a lot of storylines. People are interested in uh, Jalen Wilson. When does he, you know, return to the starting lineup? People are interested in the minutes of Dewan Harris, the play of David McCormick. The most interesting thing to me continues to be Remy Martin, the kind of back and forth with Bill Self. Self appeared to call him out for messing up a play late game, for trying to play a little bit too much hero ball in the game they lost, and again wanting more from him defensively. Remy Martin is uber talented, but I think Bill Self wants more out of him. Well, I have more thoughts on this over at our Go Powercat YouTube channel. Go check that out. But I got to say this. We are laughing right now at Oklahoma and Texas. The Big 12 looks healthy. The Big 12 looks strong for the future. And Oklahoma just lost their coach there in a little bit. Uh, their recruiting class will be in dismay. And Texas is Texas. <laughs> That's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We'll see you next week right here and all week on social media.